Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, Joey Devine, Steve Blake, John Keane, Joe Smith. Bias. Musical guest Toto, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hey, all you Round Ball Rockers. Um, before we get started today, I just want to apologize. I realized about an hour after we recorded last week's episode that I did not say any of my catchphrases. Oh so no! Here we go. Hi, it's Lit Fam. Hi, it's Lit Fam. I did them both to make up for it. Uh, Under baby, Sean Keen, How's you it going? are here. Hey, Joey. Um, we also are going to have a very special guest later in the episode. Later, uh, the very funny comedian, podcast host, Brandy Posey. Uh, she is not a basketball fan, but she did something. She did see something this weekend that is very. Uh, very of round ball rockers' interests, I think, and we talked to her specifically about that. I don't want to give anything away. I'm I'm excited to have a news correspondent on round ball rock. Like if you if you're a listener and you've you've personally experienced a very round ball type thing, uh, hit us up. Yeah. Share us your up. We'll stories. Talk to you. <laughs> well, that's what we mainly are. We're a storytelling podcast. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we are the This American Life of Basketball. Yes. Um, before we get to the stuff we have to get to, we have to do 
as we always, business. Uh, we're on Twitter at Round Ball Rock, at Round Rock Pod. Yup. And we're on Gmail at roundballrockpod at gmail.com. Why didn't we make those the same? I, it's, uh, it's my fault. <laughs> um, also, if you want free stickers, I'm sending out stickers. DM us your address or email us your address. Um, the other thing we've been doing is it's fantasy season, and we've been naming fantasy teams. Yeah, we have. For $1 or a five-star iTunes review, we will name your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. And let me, them, yeah. Yeah, let me just read off some of the names we've given out. Already given out? We've already given out quite a you fair You cannot of, use these yeah. unless you're the donator slash yeah. reviewer that's right. associated with Do it. not be the fat Jew of fantasy football team mm-hmm. names. Yes. Um, which that sounds troubling anyway uh we gave listener at we gave listener fine joe fina the name wwjjw what would jj watt do a wwjjwwd yeah sorry i had to read (laughs) yeah 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 what what, that one was difficult uh we gave a listener aaron barry the name Fumbledore, Dean of Pigskin Door. Yes, I was I was criticized for that by someone else who was like, "Look, he's the headmaster," and it's I true. said, "Shut up, nerd." Uh, we gave very funny San Francisco comedian and listener Torio Van Grohl the name Trump's PPR tape. He follows some of us individually on yeah. Twitter. I think uh, we gave uh, our friend Mark Langford the team name. Law and Order CTE. Great name. And um, we also gave out the names. Dubaru, Keeper of the Flame, gets an extra mention this week because he gave us a five-star review. Uh, at Antifarv. Yeah, Antifarv. Antifarv, yeah. Antifarv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they go around uh, punching Nazis and sending them dick pics. Yeah. And then also we gave a uh, listener... Thomas, no, Taylor Wilkes Pierce, the name Bram Sadford. Bram Sadford, which, feel you you know what? If you're a Vikings fan, feel free to call him Bram Sadford. Yeah, for, for the rest of our That's how it's going to feel, yeah. Um. So, yeah, if you want any fantasy team names, we will. Some people have requested fantasy basketball team names, but we're not there yet. We're doing fantasy football first, getting it out of the way. Mm-hmm. We'll get to those basketball team names Christian, we'll get there. I promise. <laughs> it was his idea initially. He asked us to review his. Anyway, um, stickers. Oh, also, we're gonna make some buttons. Uh, if you want, if you have any suggestions for what to put on buttons, hit us up. That's it with business, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think people will enjoy buttons. Uh, also, also, Dave. Uh, Dave's wife is super, super, super pregnant. So it's hard to find time to record the commentary track we owe you guys for my giant, but we are gonna do it. I promise. Yeah, yeah, we we we're waiting on life. Yeah, like literally, life finds a way. Yeah, and so does a commentary of my giant. We'll we'll figure it out. Sorry for the delay on those guys. We uh, we know we owe you. Um, but other than that, let's get this episode started, shall we? Let's do it. Uh. We have a user, a, a reader, sorry, a listener, a reader uh, in San Francisco who has a lot of questions for us. And you know where he sends those questions to? 
the email and the Twitter that we just sent. Yeah. Actually, he sends them to my personal email, which that's why they get lost sometimes and they get doubled up like this. Uh, but uh, Jeff Cleary in San Francisco has, At SF Jeff. has some reader mail for us. Robot, play that drop. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Uh, All right, his first question goes, I was researching a trivia question and realized that Kevin Hart, a.k.a. Chocolate Droppa, won four consecutive NBA Celebrity All-Star Game MVPs. Is there a celebrity out there who could challenge that feat? Basically, is there a celebrity, Kobe or LeBron, who can win enough MVPs to get into the Kevin Hart conversation? And now first, what I'd like to mention here, Jeff, is... uh, Kevin Hart is not the Kobe or LeBron of the celebrity game because he's just very popular. He's not even very good at the celebrity So he's game. like he's like the young Kobe Bryant of the celebrity all-star game where he got voted in to start the all-star game when he did not start on his own team. Is that a good example? Sure. I was going to say he's kind of like if he's kind of like uh that year Vince Carter won the all-star all the all-star votes but then they were like no we've got to put Michael Jordan in it's kind of like that situation <laughs> they really did shame Vince Carter doing that <laughs> um but so i think you need someone who is average to above average at basketball but extremely popular yeah and so what we have right now is Argu- Win Butler won two years ago. He arguably could have won last year, mm-hmm. but um, an actual former NBA player won instead, which seems a little questionable. But I mean, didn't Richard Jefferson once win a celebrity game? MVP he didn't the win the way? MVP. Yeah, he still didn't win the MVP. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I think his team lost. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, keep going. So, and I think Bieber has won at least one. Bieber's won one, but Bieber's but only Bieber's been not, in one, and he's not that great. So you're really looking for somebody who you want to catch a youngish guy, and he can't get too famous to play in the game. It is either. rare, I would say, that Win Butler, Arnie Duncan, like the best player in the game, wins the MVP. Uh, yeah, like Terrell Owens won once, yeah. I believe. Um, okay, so is there anyone else who could win four? One of those games, I believe Kevin Hart entered the game at halftime yeah. after coaching. Like, if somebody like The Rock played, he would win the MVP every year. Right, is what but I'm it's, saying. it's like a little too... B- you have to have somebody that, when Kevin Hart started doing that, he still was not quite a superstar. Right. So somebody who's going to be hustling like that... You know, Nick Cannon just doesn't have the goods on a basketball level because he's played in a lot of those games. You know who I think could do it? Who's that? LaMelo Ball, if he joined the celebrity oh, game and this he, year. He starts playing when he's 17. And played in the celebrity game the next four years before he, quote, makes the right the well, NBA. <laughs> well, I wonder, too, if we could end up with a situation where LaMelo Ball becomes ineligible to play NCAA basketball, mm-hmm. but is too young to play professional basketball. Yeah, it seems like that's going to happen. So he could... Is he a high school junior right now? 
I think he's... Oh, he's going to be a junior. So he could run off three in a he row. He might be a sophomore. I think he's an, I think he's going <laughs> to be a junior. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's at least, at least 15 but years But LaMelo Ball should play in the celebrity game this year. I mean, Absolutely. that's a... 100%. That's a, that's a very interesting... Now, anybody <laughs> that's not actually a basketball player that could do it, though... Um, I think Lil B could probably do it. Yeah, is he is he good at basketball? I don't I think it matters. But he's wildly famous. But it it doesn't matter. He has a million Twitter followers. Yeah, is he gonna <laughs> could he curse other exactly. celebrities? Yeah. <laughs> and would they be cur okay, if Lil B curses Jason Sudeikis, is that only on a basketball level, or does that mean that Horrible Bosses three is gonna bomb? I don't know. Yeah. We have we've never tested. I guess the we haven't. Yeah, based God curse. Um, yeah. I mean, the celebrity MVP in our hearts is, of course, Ed from Ed. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's done other things, but he's Ed from uh, Ed. If Obama played, he'd <sighs> win it for sure. Yeah. Why don't they get Obama? I think he <laughs> he would play if the game was in Chicago, right? I think so. And just, like, try to school Arnie Duncan. Oh, man. <laughs> he's so tight. They're not going to be ready for Obama because he's left-handed, too. Chris Mullen would draft him. Yeah. Crafty well, lefty. Who else? Anybody else you can think of? There's nobody. It's not. It's, like, all the guys I know that are definitely celebrities good at basketball are kind of past their prime right I now. I don't think you have to be good at basketball, But though. I'm saying you have to You have to, you be, have to be serviceable. Well, and you have to be, you have to like basketball enough yes. to do it. Okay, I'm going to say wild card choice. Kind of the right level of fame on the upswing, competent basketball. I think Hassan Minaj. Sure. Has, like, yeah, I could see it. A uh, friend of, I don't know if he's a friend of the pod. He, I mean, we know him. Yeah, we know him. I have his email. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you usually find out when the when something terrible happens to the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> we'll communicate. Uh He's like he's like young enough, athletic enough, uh, good Netflix special. That's yeah. actually probably more important than the quality of his basketball is the quality of his Netflix. Special. Yeah. All right. So those are your answers for that, Jeff. Um, your second question, oh and boy. much more, much more interesting for us, I think, is uh, a friend of mine named her cat Steph Purry. Is this the best possible NBA pet name? And look, that's pretty good. I did not come up with any new uh, <laughs> pet names because I knew I'm sitting here with Pun King Sean Keen. I mean, you've got like Claw Rebarkinen, Glenn Robinson the Fourth, the Little Dog, uh, Dogbird Arenas, if your dog is terrible online, Barker Guire, Bark Jackson. He says, "Mama, there goes that bitch." Vinny the Microwave Schnauzer, the Round Mound of Laying Down, Snarls Barkley, uh, Dwight Choward, St. Bernard King, Contavious Caldwell Pup, Barkel Futz, DeMar DeRover, Terrier Rosier, that's Danny Ainge's favorite job, PG-91, that's um, PG-13 but in dog years, Fish Cupcheck, and Andrew Waggins. Well, that was a lot of puns, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Steph Purry, excellent, excellent. 
pet name. Do you have an NBA pet name? We want to hear it. Yeah. Email us, tweet at us. We want to let's meet some NBA pets. Hashtag NBA pets. All right. We have another. This is a question that goes straight to my heart, Sean. Okay. From Twitter user at underscore Zaman asks, is Anthony Randolph playing for Slovenia in Eurobasket 2017 with Luka Doncic and Goran Dragic? Robot newsworthy? I think it is. Uh, in fact, it gets its own drop. Robot, play the Anthony Randolph drop. <laughs> If you go big and versatile, the next guy on my board would be Anthony Randolph, the lefty from LSU, uh, who is big and versatile. He's just really young and really thin. Randolph right in Yao's face. That's got to be a technical foul. Sure it does. You can't do that, rookie. Well, you hear what they're saying about you. You're long, you're athletic, you can shoot, you can score, you can play, but you need to hit the weights. He's got a look on his face like he's about to break into a big baby on us. No, he's all right. I know. We think he has star quality, star talent. There is nothing I love more in my life than Anthony Randolph. I just, I'm so happy for him. He's really found his place. I love a guy who sulks and dunks the basketball. What can I say? Um, Sean, do you have any, what do you have to say about this? Uh, well, I'm I'm thrilled because first I saw that Anthony Randolph was playing in Eurobasket. I got excited and I thought, how was he eligible for Eurobasket? And the answer is he became a naturalized citizen of Slovenia. <laughs> like, I, ne- I never would have guessed that. I guess like... <laughs> I, re- I really don't know the connection. I <laughs> well, probably could have Germany, right? Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't like he plays professional basketball in Turkey, Turkey, I believe, and he's played in Russia. Like, I don't know. I don't know what his connection to Slovenia is, and I almost don't. I could have looked it up. Here's what I want to happen with Anthony Randolph. I want him. He's still only 25, so he's got a lot of... He's still only 25? <laughs> I think that's right. I think he... He, <laughs> he might be 27. I think he's still. 27. But I mean, still, that's still pretty young, He's though. still really young. He's still just hitting his prime. Right. Uh, I want to see him play in or represent as many countries as possible playing basketball. Everyone should have the joy slash frustration of watching Anthony Randolph play basketball at some point. I yeah, he is. Um, he just turned twenty eight, but only this summer. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a young twenty eight. I mean, he got he got drafted at age eighteen. Yeah, in two thousand eight. Crazily enough. Um, yeah, I guess he he's playing for Real Madrid right now. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, that's a good... I want to see him play for everybody, and then I want to see him come back and win the MVP in the NBA at 43 years old. Right, like he's <laughs> just he just needed more seasoning. He could have stayed for an extra year of college or 17 years as a journeyman international player, and then he's finally NBA ready. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... 
not clear how he is eligible. Even even Eurohoops.net has no details on how Anthony Randolph is eligible to be Slovenian. It's great. Love it. Um, so here's what yeah. Sean has a question for me that we will finish this segment up for. But before we get to that, I just want all you listeners out there to know that if you find any Anthony Randolph or Andres Bedrin's news, I want it. Yes. Send it our way. That will be a segment <laughs> on the podcast where I get sad about one of those two players. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, what's your question? Okay, Joey, is Anthony Randolph best described as A, your white whale, B, your rosebud, or C, your Rushmore? Okay, I think this is a really interesting question because I think at points in my life, he has been all three. <laughs> uh, definitely... Once he first left the Warriors, he was my white whale. I was chasing him. I wanted him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to play well so bad. Um, he's my rosebud because the last two lines of my will are Anthony Randolph. Um, <laughs> and that's what I want printed on my tombstone. And uh, currently he's just my Rushmore because I live for, I live for that guy. Uh-huh. I want to see him play again. Someday. Well, that was wistful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my Rushmore. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, also, shout out to M. Friedman's, our friend in Latvia, who sent me an Andres Biedrin's picture uh, the other day. I Please buy that magazine. I will Venmo you or send you the money somehow and translate the article for me. We'll have you call the Google number. Just explain five lines what happens in that interview. All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Uh, Sean, should we talk about the news? Let's talk about the news. Robot, hit that news drop. All right. I guess we have to talk about Eurobasket, even though neither of us are watching. I also can't even understand exactly what's happening. What I will say is I am so excited that there are sick highlights on my twitter feed every Uh every day now like the other day i just spent like 20 minutes watching highlights of wancho hernan gomez just he scored like 13 points in seven minutes and i was like this is so tight love (laughs) wancho love please stay in my life um but sean the weirdest thing that's happening right currently in eurobasket is Lowry Markkanen, a man who has yet to play an NBA game, but we have already made fun of pretty made mercilessly. Fun of him a lot. He he was not great in summer league. Is fucking dominating Eurobasket. Yeah. <laughs> Although apparently he always goes left, and that sure. is probably something that NBA defenders will pick up on better Maybe. than Slovenian defenders. He's still seven feet tall, and you take it back. Anthony Randolph knows when a guy's going left all the yeah, time. Yeah. Well, no, I guess I guess that's what happened at the the thrilling ending of the Finland Slovenia overtime game was Markkanen was tearing him up, and then Randolph just stole it from him Hell when he yeah. went left for the seventeenth time in a row. Oh my god! Oh, that is what I want to hear. That is yeah. the kind of news I am. I am. Oh, fuck. You can't see me right now, but my eyeballs just did that Requiem for a Dream thing. I need that Anthony Randolph news, baby. <laughs> yeah, you. your tongue went out of your mouth like it was rolled out, and then like a, a train whistle like a went Tex off? Avery cartoon, yeah. That was yeah. very strange. Oh. But Laurie Markkinen, 
question for you. The highlights have been good. Like he's like hitting like dribble step back pull ups on dudes in his face. Does this mean anything for his NBA career? I think it's encouraging. I think it's good. It's that a good he's sign. Like, look, he's going to be better than Zach Collins. Yeah. Well, well, and also like Dragon Bender is still eating doo doo over there right now. He does not look good. Uh, so it is a good sign. And I yeah, I don't know what it's going to mean for his long-term development, but I think it's going to be like a fun rookie year on that Bulls team where he's probably going to lead that team in scoring. I mean, they're right? basically tanking. Zach Levine's <laughs> not going to play. Cameron Payne is hurt already. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> uh but I think he actually and I guess his rookie of the year odds are like 40 to 1. 40 to 1. 40 to 1 for a guy that like, like all his NBA weaknesses are things that no one cares about in that kind of vote. Yeah, on a bad team. Like, too, oh, he's a it? bad defensive power forward rookie. He doesn't like, no rebound. Yeah, but that might hurt actually. But I think he's going to score. And I, I think mean, he's going to score. The a thing lot. is, the Bulls are going to miss a ton of shots, so his rebound rate might be bad. But I think his raw numbers could be pretty good. Oh, it would be so fun. All those people rookie of the year. They have to. It would be so funny. Oh. So forty to one. That's my lead pipe lock of the week. <laughs> Bet the house. <laughs> um, other Eurobasket news: uh, the best teams have been Slovenia. Hell yeah, yeah. Undefeated. Ant Rand, dude. Uh, Spain, always. Latvia. That's is, that's is Adrian's playing? Oh. No, he's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Lithuania and Germany. Yeah. Oh, you know, the other guy, that the thing that, the, yeah, the reason I would be cautious about getting too excited about Lowry is that Dennis Schroeder is also just tearing it up. Yeah. So I mean, he's aggressive. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, look, anytime these guys want to just go out and get a bunch of buckets, I can't really. It's a good sign, yeah. at least I think, for mentality. Anyway, it's woke off time. Yeah. Uh, David Fisdale, the current leader of the woke off, is really just running up the score here on these on the on these uh these non-working wokers like Steve Kerr and Stan Van Gundy, yeah. and Greg Popovich, who have n who've been quite who've taken summer vacations off, and Fisdale has just grabbed that brass ring. He's running up the score like a like an SEC football game. <laughs> uh because he again went off about Confederate statues. Mm -hmm. Um he's taking pictures. Yeah. He's wearing an MLK shirt. <laughs> uh he wore a Black Lives Matter shirt. Which is what got him the lead in the first place. Yeah, and he um he also made a a novel take that uh he kind of anticipated some of the objections and said, you, you shouldn't get rid of the statues entirely. You should put them in a civil rights museum, which is a unique take, sure. I think. Like, kind of, you're kind of anticipating. I mean, look, I'm not going to challenge the leader of the Wokoff. He's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> look, it, I mean, it, it maybe doesn't matter as much in the computer Wokoff rankings, but uh -huh. like the media poll. You know, yeah. those those East Coast wokers who yeah. just look at the box score. <laughs> anyway, keep it up, Fizdale. Keep that woke. Yeah. Keep the woke. Um, the Houston Rockets, uh, 
in what seems like strange timing, I would say, for the city of Houston. The Houston Rockets were sold today, Sean. Yeah. Uh, do you want to walk us through this story? Yeah, so they were sold for $2.2 billion to mm-hmm. Leslie, from Leslie Alexander. Is that, that's the most ever, right? I believe that beats the Clippers' sale price, which, which I was, think was the highest ever. Yeah. Like too flat. Yeah. Uh, it's also almost exactly 10 times James Harden's contract. Wow. So James Harden... Could be converting that into a 10% ownership stake. <laughs> it's not going to do that. Um, and uh, the guy they sold it to is a guy named Tillman Fertitta. And mm-hmm. he is, uh, he, he, he's the CEO, I think he's the sole owner, actually, of Landry's Inc., which is this restaurant casino yeah he's a garbage person keep going yeah he owns <laughs> he owns things like claim jumper morton steakhouse the rainforest cafe and more interestingly for us the bubba gump shrimp company correct uh joey's former employer i did work at the bubba gump shrimp company for eight years uh, <laughs> uh but to be fair i seven and a half of those years were under a different owner Oh. Uh, when Landry's bought Bubba Gumps, it very quickly went into the toilet. Yeah, they it... tried to make us uh, like sell these Landry's gift cards. They started charging us a monthly fee to have an employee discount. Oh, God. I think it was $5 a month to have an employee discount. That's terrible. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit, this guy. Yeah, he uh, seems bad. Yeah. Um, Anybody that's like a casino owner. Yeah. I did think, though, that watching this sale get completed, I'm like, this is exactly how that transaction would go on HBO's Ballers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is the kind of guy who would be on Ballers, too. Where oh, it's like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, if you do find yourself at a Bubba Gum Shrimp Company, uh, please make sure to tip your bar and wait staff. Please. Because those people uh, need it to purchase alcohol and drugs. Anyway, keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing about this guy is he had a reality television show? Still does on CNBC. What? Is he the prophet? Uh, his show is called Billion Dollar Buyer. I had never So he's not the prophet. He's not the prophet. Although <laughs> I saw the picture and I'm like, is he the prophet? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of shows I don't I don't really know. So what happens on this show, Sean? Uh, it it seems terrible mm-hmm. because it's for small business owners, and the prize is you get to sell your hospitality products to Landry's. That's it. It's not like a. It's like Shark Tank if there was only one evil company that you were marketing to. Can you play a clip from this right now? Sure. And why is America great? One reason, American capitalism. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, uh, the only other thing that stood out to me, though, is that he owns a bunch of aquariums for some reason okay. that often have restaurants or casinos attached to them. And I'm just wondering, he has aquariums, meaning he has sea bass, he has water, he has concession stands where you can purchase hats. Is this the perfect guy to reunite the banana boat in Houston? Ooh, um, it definitely helps, I think, to get LeBron that he's like a like a businessman, right? You know what I mean? Like, 
I can imagine this guy pitching banana boat themed restaurants mm-hmm. like Planet Hollywood, but it's like it's like Planet Hollywood meets Margaritaville. Yeah, but meets it's like the, the banana... All Star Cafe. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about the All Star Cafe, but yeah, I could see him pitching that to LeBron and Melo and CP3 and. James Harden, I guess, who's yeah. now a banana boater <laughs> in this situation. What kind of food do you think they'd want on this on their menu here? Gosh, um, well, James Harden is mainly used to eating in strip clubs, I believe. Yeah, so chicken wings. Yeah, like like something in a steam tray. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like like some weird broccoli where you're not really sure how long it's been there. I mean, I, what are what's like the cuisine of Cleveland? I, I just think of like I don't I don't know why I've never been there but I'm like like a hot dog that's been in that hot dog water for a while. <laughs> uh, all I can think of as an Ohio food is Skyline Chili, but that's Cincinnati. Yeah, and that's disgusting. Um, um, I think I think Dwayne Wade probably would want to have like signature cocktails. For some reason, I think he's like into mixology. Yeah, I'd be see like, that. "This is a, a lime wade," you know, uh, and he'd like try to make sure that everything had three ingredients. Like he's pitching that nickname again, uh huh. And then he's like, "These are sweet potato fries, but they're flash fried." You know, my other nickname. Uh, I could see like Mellow just being like, "Dog, I just want a marshmallow." <laughs> uh, s'more or something <laughs> like just super simple it becomes the best selling thing on the menu it's really bad for you yeah 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 <laughs> we're like we're like LeBron and Dwayne Wade are just like gluten free yeah uh, all natural <laughs> no sugar <laughs> and uh the mellow's just like just put some ice cream on a rice crispy treat it's the it's yeah, the it's mellow sunday and like they're like yeah we put like a hood of chocolate above it <laughs> uh i now what i do think would be helpful for this restaurant uh-huh is uh, Chris Paul back in the kitchen just screaming at everybody. Because for those of you that don't know, if you've never worked in a restaurant before, uh, people in kitchens are constantly screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul is the perfect person to do that. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he's the NBA's Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's nice to kids, too. <laughs> Yells at everybody else, but nice to kids. Now I don't know how this would work with LeBron's Blaze Pizza uh, franchise, but oh, I, they're getting swallowed up by the yeah. Landry's, Landry's is going to eat it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's. I think we can move on. That's enough about that guy. <laughs> uh, fuck that guy. Anyway, keep going. Uh, tampering. Did we not cover this? I guess we did. We didn't talk about that. We talked about the charge, but I don't think the fine had come well, out yet. Uh, the Lakers got fined for tampering. What? In the NBA? Huh? Uh, crazy. $500,000 fine. It's a large fine for sure. Uh, because Rob Palenka, the Lakers, uh, president? Is he GM? He's the GM. I think he's the GM. Yeah. Uh, called Paul George's agent. Mm-hmm. So can't do that. This is the biggest tampering fine ever, correct? This is the biggest monetary wise. Ever. Yeah, it's it's by a lot actually because the the Joe Smith thing was like a crazy penalty, but that was like actually a secret 
shady contract mm-hmm. that had been executed. And I don't think the NBA found out about it until he'd been in Minnesota for like a year or two. Yeah. So um, this is definitely the best straight up uh, fine. Uh, is this enough? I I say no, just in that it feels like it's a drop in the bucket for the Lakers. But yes, I don't think the NBA could have fined them more. I look, I'm kind of pro tampering. Whatever, I don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but if you, to me, if you are dumb enough to get caught tampering in the NBA, where tampering is like a reality. Uh, you should not be allowed to sign that guy. Well, here, you know, and what happened, too, is uh, today Magic Johnson said, oh, just take the fine out of my salary. I think if I were Adam Silver and I read that, that's when I would take away a pick. To be like, oh, you're just mocking this fine and you're just going to pay it out of your fortune? Uh Well, you guys are forfeiting your 2019 second-round pick to Indiana or something like that. Not anything that really stings that much, but... You know, like if they're openly mocking the punishment, I think that's maybe a point when you're like you're saying you're you're openly saying it's not a deterrent. Yeah, I just think it sucks that they're going to have gotten caught for tampering and then they're still just going to sign Paul George this summer. Like, again, I'm going to be excited for Paul George to be in L.A. because I want the Lakers to be like good again because it's good for the league but palmdale's gonna lose their minds yeah too. but i think if you are dumb enough to get caught tampering in the nba you shouldn't be allowed to sign the guy you're trying to tamper yeah and uh, I that think, should just be a general rule yeah and you know it's a big public punishment but you know yeah that's it's not nothing enough. it's not enough yeah I mean, um, it's still a lot of money but yeah my question for you though sean yeah. Were you surprised it wasn't Magic Johnson's fault? A hundred percent. Me too. I definitely <laughs> thought it was Magic. <laughs> I, but I, I, guess, I guess he got a warning from the league after that winking thing. The Jimmy Kimmel thing? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, it's also, I'm, I'm also kind of okay with Magic Johnson having a slightly different set of rules. Like, like yeah, Jordan's he's Magic does. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Magic's not gonna take a call if a player calls him. Like, yeah, man. He's got to. He's Magic. Hey. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, we've got a new segment in the news segment. Yes, it's uh, our favorite guys. We've got a, we've got our own Plumley beat. Here we go. Yeah. I guess we got a new drop for this. There's a Plumley Sh- drop. Show me. Show me the Plumley drop, robot. It's the Plumlee Drop. News about Plumlees. Why is this a drop? All right. So, thank you, Robot. Uh, Miles Plumlee, uh, the second worst Plumlee, uh-huh. uh, the Atlanta Plumlee, if you will, mm-hmm. the former Charlotte Plumlee, mm-hmm. the former <laughs> the former Milwaukee Plumlee, yeah. the former... Phoenix Plumley, yes. Um, the former Duke In- Plumley. There's a former Indiana Plumley. Did we say that? Did I skip Indiana? I don't. I, me- I, I it all runs sure. together. Uh, either way, uh, was charged with a mar- with marijuana possession on Long Island this week. Yeah, hundred dollar fine. Yes. Uh, question for you before we get into the questions I've written on the rundown. Uh huh. Is this the coolest thing that a Plumley has ever done? One thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I've seen 
I guess I saw Mason Plumley dunk on Blake Griffin live, and that was pretty cool. But his team did lose that game by like forty two mm-hmm. points. So no, I think this is the coolest. This is the coolest <laughs> thing that Plumley's ever done. All right, other questions. It's a hundred dollar fine, which means in New York, that's really not a lot of weed. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't even think Long Island has super permissive marijuana laws. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but so yeah, my and- question is, should the NBA punish this at all? I mean, my answer is like a knee-jerk yes, and then I'm like, well, it is a Plumley. I think you get into weird race <laughs> things, though, if you're like, the Plumleys shouldn't get um <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, like, I feel like... <laughs> All NBA players should get away with it outside oh. of the play. Oh, yeah. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's totally fair. Uh, but no, I mean, who, like, really, who cares? $100 fine. Like, the the state doesn't care about this. The NBA should not care. I just think it's way more likely he's not going to be drinking or taking, like, pain pills. Just, I don't know. Let a guy have a marijuana card. Yeah, we're pro weed on this podcast. I think, Let's... I think and I and actually I'm even kind of okay with individual teams. Like if like if his if the Hawks wanted to find him, I would be way more okay with that. Sure. But just I don't know. It seems like if 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 the government thinks it's a hundred dollar fine and it could potentially be a twenty five thousand dollar NBA fine, mm-hmm. that seems wrong. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Um they don't fine for speeding tickets, so why would they fine for this? Yeah, like, this is less than a speeding ticket. Like, wasn't wasn't what Dwight Howard did driving an uninsured car like thirty miles over the speed limit without a driver's license? Isn't that a lot worse than yes. weed possession? Anyway, all right. Uh, before we get into like uh, Humboldt territory here, yeah. uh, my question, final question for you on this, Sean: uh-huh. Who smokes more weed? Uh, all of the Plumleys combined, uh-huh. or Chumley from Pawn Stars? I I think it's Chumley. See, I disagree. You think the the combined Plumleys? Chumley has moved on to meth. He's oh, not smoking weed yeah, anymore. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Fair. That's all fair. right. Um, he has an opioid addiction. <laughs> and I think Marshall um, maybe doesn't even get tested by the NBA if you're yeah, on like a two-way deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like you're allowed to smoke in the G League just to forget. <laughs> all right. Um. Gordon Hayward, God, this news is white today. Oh man, this is. <laughs> uh, Gordon Hayward dissed Utah fans. Yeah, I... I didn't see this. So this is in this is from his press conference with Kyrie Irving, where Gordon Hayward dressed as Conor McGregor, I think. Okay, and they smiled at each other a lot. Kyrie, by the way, very gracious to LeBron, like like extremely nice. Um, so Gordon Hayward said. What's special about here, beating Boston, is it seems they are especially educated sports fans. They know a little more here. Yeah, that was that was his diss of the Utah fans. Uh, Joey, do you think they took it personally on Twitter? Uh, I'm going to guess 100%. Yes, yes, they did. They got very upset. <laughs> um, I mean, that seems like something that happens whenever there's a perceived slight against, like, if Rudy Gobert is not listed as a top seven NBA player or like someone says Boris Diaz coffee machine makes mm-hmm. mediocre lattes. They were mad about Austin Rivers being ranked 
80 in 2K18 yesterday, and Ricky Rubio was a 79. Oh, my God. Which, to be fair, come on, 2K. Ricky Rubio is much better than Austin Rivers, but don't whine about 2K ratings. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like... Unless you're the player himself, I'm okay with you being mad about <laughs> right, your 2K right, right. rating, but... Yeah. Grow up. A video game rating for a player on your team that you have no financial That stuff. also hasn't been on your team yet, still. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, they get mad about everything. Yeah. Uh, do you think Utah fans are the most sensitive fans in the NBA? Yes or yes? I See, I was going to lean no, actually. Oh, really? I think Blazers fans are more... Are uh, just slightly, just a smidge more sensitive it's close, though. I guess I would say that recency bias is making me maybe choose Utah, while Blazer fans have a longer body of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess I guess I haven't experienced this, but apparently Raptors fans go crazy on the internet. Uh, also, Suns fans, if you talk shit about Devin Booker. Suns yeah. fans are only, <laughs> they're only defensive of Devin Booker. Not the team, yeah. just Devin Booker. Which is good because we have been, we've been fine to Devin Booker. Pretty rough on the rest of the team and organization, but yeah, he's been pretty unscathed by us at least. I was at, look, I was at a fantasy football draft yesterday featuring a teen that I didn't know and a middle-aged man that I also didn't really know. And they were talking about how Devin Booker, how good Devin Booker was, and I snorted and said, "Devin Booker fucking sucks." <laughs> <laughs> and then I did not feel like fighting with them, so I just kind of quietly went to a different part of the table. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, um, he learned how to be a really good ping pong player. For that all that weird talent competition they do at the All Star game, <laughs> that was kind of uh, fun. I love those talent competitions. All right, um, I am gonna skip two K eighteen because it comes out next week. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's um, just talk. Oh, oh, I do want to ask. Uh, Kyrie Irving also at that press conference asked Danny Ainge for old VHS tapes of the eighty Celtics. How long is Danny Ainge gonna hold out? waiting for Kyrie to offer him something good in trade before he gives us up. <laughs> Sean, you have another sp Sean-specific news news break here. So uh, I I am watching Bachelor in Paradise right now, which is something oh, that happens. Humble brag. You, yeah, something when you get into a relationship in Los Angeles, that just becomes something that happens. Uh, what happened this week is Dean, Dean Hot Dean, uh, said at one point... Uh, Jack was blindfolded. Jack Stone was blindfolded, and Alexis tried to make him put an old dead crab they found in the hot tub in his mouth. And when Jack was resisting, Dean said, trust the process. Just open your mouth. And uh, my question, I, I guess. Go ahead. Sorry. The only thing I understood that you said there was trust the process. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what any of that other stuff was. <laughs> it was just a really weird thing where I'm like. Dean, he's got to be a basketball fan. Like, that's not a phrase that really exists. I guess he's a Bear tech with recruiter. me here. Go ahead. What if he's a round ball rock fan? Oh, yeah, Dean's a Dean, if you're a listener. <laughs> uh, Hit us up, Dean! Some people are mad at you for uh, playing D'Lo and Christina. I believe, you know, it's a reality show, man. 
You're doing fine. Yeah, we're not here to make friends. Doing great. For, we're doing here great. to trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And Dean, you might not be there to make friends, but it looks like you made a lot of friends too. So yeah. you're, you're doubling up. Um, here's my question: mm-hmm. Is eating an old moldy crab much different than watching Sixers basketball from 2013 to 2016? Yes. You think it's more? It's better. No, it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> yeah. Because at least. The Sixers, it was like being part of a cult, uh-huh. like the cult of Hinky. Yeah. Like where you were eating all this shit and you were being promised all this great stuff at the end. Uh, the moldy crab, all you're being promised at the end is throwing it back up again. Yeah, and you're you're just <laughs> impressing like a contestant on a I, I mean, I don't understand what was happening still on that in that sentence you oh, said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why, I mean, why were they eating old crabs? Well, he was he was like... They were feeding him stuff, and it was like, you have to guess what this food is. And then the big capper was the last thing was an old moldy crab. The other things were just different foods or sauces. Oh, okay. Like a jalapeno. Did he throw up when he ate it? He refused to eat it, because the thing is, when you're blindfolded, you can still smell a rotting animal. Yeah. So that Mm -hmm. doesn't totally trick you. Um, The other thing that came up, uh, how do you think Sam Hinkie would approach being a contestant on Bachelor in Paradise. He would have a timer on his watch uh-huh. that allows him to talk to every woman for 10 seconds at a time. Right. <laughs> and then he'd have to move to the next like woman. speed dating. Yeah, but it would be just like a one-man speed date. Yeah. Like a hink date. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd um, look for somebody who had recently broke, had their heart broken mm-hmm. and then uh, pick them. Because he'd, he'd just want to wait and try to get on a better season of The Bachelor. He'd be checking players' ACL. I mean, the girls' ACLs, too, and yeah. ankles. Yeah, and they're like, oh, Sam was trying to get kind of physical with me. And I was like, what happened? It was like, well, he really massaged my patella and my rotator cuff a lot. And then, uh, you know, we just talked. Uh, he told me about I told him about my medical history, uh, my... My shuttle run time. And then, you know, we just did some cone drills on our date. <laughs> um, you know, he'd be like, like, also, he'd be sitting there forever and he would like, they'd be showing two people all the time and then he wouldn't get the date card. And they're like, ah, oh, you're going number three again. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, so the biggest news of the week, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, uh, we mentioned this guy. Look, full disclosure, we recorded our interview with Brandy Posey before we did this part, and we did talk about some of these guys. Uh, Lil B threatened to curse Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball has terrible taste in rap music. He disrespected Nas. He has is... the most millennial taste in rap music I've ever heard. He likes Migos. And he likes future? future. Okay. And Nas is not hip hop, I believe is what he said. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, Lil B was going to curse him for that affront. Even though LaMelo, I believe, tried to say that he liked Lil B, mm-hmm. and then that didn't work. But somebody, Lakers fans, you need to thank a man who's never played for your team. And I think you should thank him by signing him. To uh, <laughs> to be a back to be Lonzo's backup, Baron Davis B Diddy saved the day, tweeting at Lil B the based god. Stall my youngster out, bro. I will owe you one. Hashtag the many face god. Yeah, 
And then Lil B said back, enough said, if you say it, I'll spare him. Still need you to train me. Signed, Lil B. Mm-hmm. Um, is Lil B signing his tweets? Is that like amen? Um, I think he's trying to... Uh... <laughs> I I think Lil, when Lil B signs his tweets, it's more like he's trying to uh, differentiate from whether his son or his Holy Ghost is talking. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Okay, you know, yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the Trinity of based gods. Yeah, this is. It's like this is the man. This is yeah. not from the base god. This is from the individual. Yeah, God made flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Corporeal Lil B. <laughs> Um, but is James Harden the only player currently cursed by Lil B? As far as I know, yes. Because Kevin Durant is no longer cursed. No. Officially off the curse. Although, Kevin Durant did not seem to necessarily respect or fear the curse, but... No, but he did get hurt and not win a lot. Yeah. While he was cursed. (laughs) Um... Here's a scary question. And just talking about this, this is a little bit like touching a Ouija I'm board, already, I feel like. I'm getting nervous. Is the power of the based god cursed maybe wearing off curse wearing off a little here? It's becoming more of a novelty than an actual curse, I feel like. I don't like. know, man. Did you watch James Harden in the playoffs last year? <laughs> he got blocked by a 45-year-old man, and then he 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 played like he was cursed, like like a witch didn't let him shoot a basket. Like, I don't know, man. And he uncursed Kevin Durant, and the Warriors had, like, the most dominant season in NBA history. Fair point. Yeah. I just, for one, am glad the base god is a Warrior fan. <laughs> I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm superstitious enough. Um, Sean, final question. Mm. I didn't understand this oh, yeah. personally, but uh, because it's on here, I've got to ask you. Did you pay off Baron Davis to get another Game of Thrones reference reference on this podcast? Yeah, he he didn't hashtag that the based god. He hashtagged it the many faced god, which is the uh, god of death in Bravos. Who, uh, yeah, Arya Stark is a Do disciple you, of. Here's my question: Do you think Baron Davis did that on purpose? Uh, yeah, because he I think he liked the icon, and Baron Davis is very plugged in with Hollywood. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, one last thing before we get to our interview here with Brandy Posey. Yes. Um, James Harden donated a million dollars to Harvey Hurricane Relief. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> question. How does Moses Malone Jr. feel about his money being used to clean up? That's Houston? rough. <laughs> He's probably like, man, he paid off that storm. <laughs> um. But you have a couple of questions on here. Yes. I want to make it very clear Sean wrote these questions. Uh, Did James Harden give the donation entirely in $1 bills? Fair. Did he feel partially responsible for the storm because how often he had made it rain in Houston? Okay. And was this cause especially personal to James Harden because a slight breeze makes him fall down and pretend like he's fouled? All good jokes, Sean. 
we're not going to answer any of those questions. But honestly, uh, congratulations to James Harden. That is yeah, a very, that's a big donation, man. It's very nice. And uh, also, you guys should donate to Hurricane Harvey Relief. But don't donate to the Red Cross, apparently. That's what I learned this week. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, you want to do our ad read and then get us uh, get us to Brandy? Great. Uh, this week we've got a new sponsor, this time from the tech sector of Salt Lake City. It's a great automated software program for all your email marketing called Mailman Chimp. Carl Malone has worked with a team of the finest business minds in the NBA, By- Byron Russell, Mark Eaton, and Howard Isley, and developed a great program to simplify email marketing. Go to the site to set it up. It's as easy as a click and enroll. How does Mailman Chimp differ from other services? First of all, it's reliable. It might only have one or two functions, but Mailman Chip prides itself by never failing, except in the first two weeks of June, or if Steve Kerr is trying to send a wide-open email. Second, if a mailing shuts down, the talented team of technicians will rebound your message and slam it back home through the Internet. Third, and this is what really sets them apart, no age limit. Carl Malone knows that some marketing companies require you to be 18 years old to consent to a software contract. Not at Mailman Chimp. Carl Malone is willing to give underage customers plenty of attention. In fact, if you're a Mailman Chimp client under the age of 16, you'll receive Carl Malone's personal phone number and Snapchat in case any problems arise day or night. And Carl Malone is committed to sexual equality and international development, which is why Mexican girls get free accounts. This time, Carl is hunting for diversity. Now, Mailman Chimp may never be the number one email marketing company in the country, and that's okay. But it totally could win first place. All you'd have to do is pair it with 10 of the greatest tech companies in history and go up against some woefully overmatched international competition. Those championships count, too. If you're a round ball listener, go to carlmalonesmailmanchimp.com slash hi and get your first 32 mailings free. That's promo code hi Make sure you enter it exactly as Joey says it. Carl Malone's Mailman Chimp. John Stockton sued to keep his name out of this ad read. Thank you, Mailman Chimp. That is a weird slogan. Yeah, that is a weird <laughs> slogan. Um, all right, let's go to our previously recorded interview segment. This is something we've never done before. Yeah. Not quite sure how to introduce it. All right, robot, play the interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we are we're here to introduce... Our first animation correspondent, I believe, that we've ever had. Uh, this is, uh, she is the host of the Lady to Lady podcast. On the Maximum Fun Network. Yes. So much fun. Uh, and also, you run a great monthly show called Picture This, multi-city yeah. show, yeah. in fact, uh, where animators draw people's sets while they're performing. So you are, you're... Kind of an animation expert, I would yeah, say. Yeah, a little bit. Um, picture this as the Bubba Gump shrimp of uh, monthly comedy shows. Oh. We have franchises <laughs> all over the uh, country. <laughs> it's it's pretty great that yeah. this is a big <laughs> week for Bubba Gump shrimp related NBA news. So <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Yeah, the the owner of the Bubba Gump shrimp company purchased a team. He really? just bought the Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> We'll we'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> as someone who worked at the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company for eight years, I've got a lot to say <laughs> on that matter. Um, but Brandy Posey, we didn't say Brandy's name. I don't oh, yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I, oh, I didn't. I just I just did the preamble and yeah. then didn't deliver. But yeah. So Brandy, <laughs> yes. uh, you're not 
normally a huge basketball fan. I am not. But. Oh, only because, and I want to preface this, like, I like sports, but I like going to them live. Mm-hmm. And going to see basketball live requires it's expensive. money. Yeah. Yeah, and also I just I'm from Maryland and I never had basketball. Like we didn't, just didn't really have a team that like anybody knew or like where I lived. We paid attention. Sure. To. Well, the, you had the the Terrapins, but <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, a... but that's college basketball. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, you're from you're from like a very big high school basketball area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That might be my dog crying in the background. Sorry, yeah, if you guys are picking him up. I think we're okay. Okay, cool. Uh, but. <laughs> What I wanted to explain yes. is the reason we have you on mm-hmm. is you did see a basketball player live this weekend. I did. Uh, a very big one. Yeah. Uh, they're all big, but. I would say the 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 most controversial basketball player of the last uh, 25 years. For sure. Made a weird uh, appearance <laughs> at a concert you were at. And we just wanted you to kind of explain <laughs> what you saw on Saturday night at the Hollywood Bowl. All right. Saturday night, Hollywood Bowl. John Williams performing Star Wars. Sounds great. Don't mm-hmm. expect to see a basketball player Like there. with his mouth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if? <laughs> With like the LA Philharmonic. <laughs> it was great. Uh, also, can I say this? He walked out, it was 107 degrees, walked mm-hmm. out in a black turtleneck. Well, I said this to Sean via text message, which I should have said to you, which yeah. is the reason he was wearing a black turtleneck is he's got to hide his bulletproof vest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, for sure. It's like when the president throws out a baseball, uh, right. throws out a first pitch in a baseball game. <laughs> The president of uh, movie scores. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Hans Zimmer (laughs) might want to uh, assassinate him. Oh, I mean, and with good reason. I get it. Like, like John Williams has been stealing Hans Zimmer's thunder for decades now. (laughs) Danny Elfman could be hiding in the wings. I mean, do you? Do we all think that James Horner's death? (laughs) <laughs> was not an assassination like mysterious plane goes down oh it's for sure planned i yeah. like, did you have like a composer death truther is like yeah. a whole new band. danny elfman man he's pulling all the strings <laughs> when's the last time we even saw him in public yeah <laughs> okay so you're so at john, john williams. williams live and i guess every year he has on like celebrity guests mm-hmm. um in the past he's had seth mcfarlane come out oh and, like, great sing a little, do a little oh, the only devil. guy worse than the person you saw <laughs> I, I, know. <laughs> I know so in my head i was like oh i don't know like who sings and dances maybe like an anne hathaway maybe like you know there's any number of people mm-hmm. that Meryl Streep is a has a nice voice. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kobe Bryant is who we got. Kobe. And it's it's um I thought that I was in a safe space because I was in a Hollywood bowl full of Star Wars nerds. Mm-hmm. But that was also in Los Angeles. So to see people uh just give a standing ovation to a rapist is mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> really just oh uh, yeah you guys have a lot of basketball fans am i gonna get hated on for that <laughs> maybe whatever. we are I a mean, basketball podcast but we've had people call kobe a rapist before yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay he's it's a talent dave's, well dave's not here. dave's not here man yeah. um, he's a talented rapist so you know um, so Venn normally, <laughs> so normally these celebrities sing and dance. Yeah, was Kobe Bryant singing and dancing? No, that's too bad. No, no, no. Unfortunately, not. What he did do is, uh, have you guys discussed his poem, "Dear Basketball"? 
only we've danced we, around we it. We talked about it a little bit. We Kobe has been retired for the entire time that we've done this podcast, okay. but I think we probably mentioned him on the first thirty-four straight podcasts. Yeah. Anyway, perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so he has a poem called "Dear Basketball." Do you know the history of this poem? I've been told a little bit about it because, like, on his last game, they put it on the seats of everyone in mm-hmm. the stadium, right? Yeah. Did you know that? He claims, Mm -hmm. because he's a maniac, that he was almost late to his last game because he forgot he had a game because he was writing that poem. Oh, well, he wasn't writing that poem. Oh, he was writing a a poem? He was writing a poem. (laughs) Because Dear Basketball came out around, like, Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was when he announced his retirement. That Man. Yeah. What are the other, like this poem, he said everything that needs to be said about basketball. By the way, this is the picture of Kobe in a hoodie. Yeah, black and basketball. white photo. It almost looks Looking like. Looking very old, actually, mm-hmm. I gotta say. Yeah, there should be like a birth and death date on that photo. <laughs> <laughs> to basketball. Okay, so walk us through what happens here. So Kobe he, comes out. He comes out. What's Kobe wearing? Uh, Like a, a tasteful jogger. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. And then some sort of like a North Face kind of zip mm-hmm. up, long sleeves. So Kobe took a break from challenging random people on Twitter, mm-hmm. which yeah. is what he's been doing lately. It sounds right. To come out to read a poem Just with really John Williams. Just really leaning into his poetry. Uh, and he, so there was a short film, uh, short animated yes. film made about this mm-hmm. poem. That John Williams did the music for yes. for free. Yeah, apparently they're buddies. Well, yeah. Do you, do you want to know the backstory of that real fast? Yeah. What do you, What do you got? So so Kobe <laughs> called John Williams before the 2008 season. The pretense was mm-hmm. that Kobe, when he plays basketball, yeah, is uh, conducting the game mm-hmm. apparently. And while John Williams has an orchestra, uh. Kobe has a bunch of <laughs> inferior teammates that he also yells at and tells what to do. And like while waving his arms in the air. Where John Williams conducts an orchestra, I would say that Kobe is more the Phil Spector of <laughs> basketball yeah, like, orchestrators. Like, like yeah. kind of yelling yeah. and, and deranged. Uh, yeah, and waving a gun. A gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that, that, seems, that seems closer. Um, oh, man. So he called John Williams ostensibly for advice on that. And John Williams said, I've never seen a basketball game before. Yeah. Yeah, and at this point, John Williams was seventy six years old, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and born in America. Like we yeah. had to, once I had that, I was like, "Oh, is John Williams maybe British? Like, did I not?" It feels like he could be, also, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but he somehow managed to avoid ever seeing basketball. Yeah, I mean, I think like just like David Byrne. <laughs> we yeah. we believe that David Byrne had never seen a basketball game, and then we saw him wearing a basketball jersey over like a tan suit. Yeah, and then and we were like, "Yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's never. never he doesn't either. even know For how sure. this works." Like, <laughs> I hope that John Williams still has never seen a basketball game, even I'm, though he's like friends with Kobe. It's completely unrelated. <laughs> I it was heavily implied that he never has because That's awesome. he and Kobe had met other times, and it's always just backstage at John Williams events. Yeah, and apparently the real reason was Joe. Uh, Kobe wanted a picture with him because mm. when Kobe's kids are trying to go to sleep, Kobe will hum Hedwig's theme from the Harry Potter movies because uh, Kobe is into classical music. That's, Owls? I don't know. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing that you just told me. 
he hums Hedwig's theme, Hedwig's which is theme. it's not like a that's not a known theme. You know what I mean? It's a, right, a, right. A, like, well, he commented on it like you know Hedwig's theme, that beautiful piece of music from Harry Potter. Well, I'm that's... sure. I'm sure I would. I'm sure it's in all the movies. How desperate is Kobe to be cultured? Like that is like that's what oh, that says to me. No, this is the best thing about Kobe Bryant that I think people who are not attached to basketball don't realize about him right now is Uh he's adopted this persona this like quote-unquote artist's persona that is like basic and weird and insane and it is amazing i love every second of it so yeah so sure so the animator of Mm -hmm. uh dear basketball is this guy named glenn Keane who hand drew it and he's known for uh he's a disney animator he animated the little mermaid i could see Uh, that this is the second project where Kobe has directly recruited, uh, like, 90s Disney animated people. He made a <laughs> highlight package for ESPN oh. that he's, like, a fake auteur now, where he had Belle from Beauty and the Beast, yeah, Belle's voice, like, talking about how Russell Westbrook is good at basketball. That's yeah, so it seems like Kobe watches <laughs> movies constantly, but they're all old westerns or like children's animated films. <laughs> I mean, that's that tracks, that all tracks. Yeah. Okay, so Kobe comes out. Sorry. Com- yeah. No, 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 no <laughs> this is all good. This is Stop great. apologizing. No, this is great. I mean, it like it's a lot to pr- and this is the way to process it also yeah. is bit by bit. He comes out he hugs John Williams with his giant arms mm-hmm. around him because John Williams is he John Williams was up on the podium and Kobe was on the ground next to him and he was as tall as he yeah, was. Yeah, John Williams I would guess is like five foot five, right? Yeah, he's probably yeah. like a little a little hobbity man, <laughs> mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. And uh she comes out and John Williams does the whole intro and Kobe doesn't speak basically until he starts the poem. Mm-hmm. Like John Williams is doing all of the talking. <clears throat> and uh, well, just that's like... the Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. You can't, yeah. you can't say uh, you're, you're ready. You... No, <laughs> keep right. going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so then they they bring out like a microphone stand, um, mm-hmm. and then the there's a giant screen that lowers, and they start the animation. And then so John Williams is doing the score live, and Kobe's gonna say it. Now, live. can I ask you about the audience's reaction here? Yes. When they start this animated movie, no one has ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the reaction in the crowd? Well, it's like a lot of Lakers fans. So they were just mm. like, people kept being like, Kobe! <laughs> like, okay. Like, everyone just kept yelling at him. But no one's like, yes, it's the short film I've been meaning to see! Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't think anybody was like, oh, wow, an Ooh. extra piece of art today. Fa- fancy deer basketball is yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 that definitely did not okay. happen. No, people right. were mostly just like, there's that guy! There's yeah. that guy. Yeah. People were just happy to see him. And then it's a weird mix, too, because half of the place, like, loves the Lakers, and the other half are, like, just, like, Star Wars fans. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of, like, lightsabers that people were, like, waving <laughs> back and forth. Just like, ah, Kobe's here. And the light- lightsabers are going. Uh, it was very strange. So he, he walks up to the microphone. The animation starts. He starts. And I've never heard his voice before. Mm-hmm. So it just was this, like, Dear basketball. It's like yeah. deep. Uh, that's a good impression. Keep yeah. going. Uh, he, has a, he has a very nice speaking voice. He does have a <laughs> yeah, nice speaking yeah. voice. He me- had it memorized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wishing with all of my being that he would fuck up and forget something. <laughs> because it would have been a beautiful clusterfuck. Um, uh-huh. Did not happen. Pull- he pulled it out. And the, the animation style is like, it's kind of... um. 
do you remember like the the intro to Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> How it's that like kind of like sketched, like yeah, sketchy yeah. look. It's yes. that, oh, it's yeah, that yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such an obscure reference that I don't know, whatever. But that's what it looked like. Um, and the whole thing is like, I guess when he was a kid, he used to practice doing shots with his dad's balled up athletic socks. Okay. Yeah. And they like mentioned the athletic socks several times. Yeah, in this it's poem. a it's a big motif in the poem. It's important yeah. to know that. I feel like that's mm-hmm. um, Kobe's equivalent of like, oh, I read stories of like baseball players growing up in the 30s yeah. who were hitting yeah. like a ball made of tape. Kobe's dad was an NBA player who was <laughs> then playing professionally in Italy. Like, oh, I'm sure Kobe yeah. shot rolled up socks into a wastebasket, but mm. probably he also shot a real often, basketball yeah, at, into at, a hoop at like a team training facility <laughs> at yeah. like you know FC Milan or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh man, you're you're really pushing this rags to riches thing. Um, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a riches to unknowable riches story yeah that sounds about right sure i think that's maybe a little unfair i don't <clears throat> i don't know if riches is what you'd call a a professional basketball player in italy upper middle in class? like the 1970s i think it's like upper, middle upper middle, middle low, class yeah yeah riches. yeah okay. yeah i mean it's playing in the 80s that was yeah. enough this is the era. Anyway, well, we're not going to get yeah. to that side. <laughs> I'm like, well, an Italian team paid Joe Barry Curl enough to lure him away from the. Anyway, okay. <laughs> it's funny because, like, when you start doing that, it just sounds like you're casting a spell. I don't know any of it. <laughs> I don't know what any of it means. <laughs> yeah, actually, it, it, I could just read off a list of, like, the greatest Lithuanian players in basketball history, and he'd be like, oh, that's a new spell Yay. for Harry Potter. <laughs> Motiunis! All right. What if that's what he says to the tune of Hedwig's theme to his children? <laughs> <Right>. Andres Beadrins. <laughs> what if he's training to become a witch? Like that would be great. That that's a fun post retirement. I bet he studied Kabbalah. Probably. Yeah, he's. Who knows? What he's <laughs> I mean, after this is over, we'll show you the first episode of Muse Cage, and your head will explode. Oh my god! I can't <laughs> wait. Um, I can't wait. So this po- this poem that's happening. It's uh, he has. There's no performance to it. Like there's right. no like he's reading a poem he's and he's a, a basketball poem. player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you you know what what happens when a sports person hosts SNL mm-hmm. like that, but reading a poem. Like no no character, right. no anything. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm saying the words right. Yeah. Um, Sean Williams, it's beautiful. The the music the is great. great. Sure. The animation's great. It is so narcissistic. <laughs> Just the uh huh. It's um yeah. All of this tracks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, because it's just like, just talking about how how great he is, how 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 great his body is, and about how like the spirit is still there, but like when his body started to fail, he knew it was time to leave. Mm-hmm. But he'll always have that little boy with the tube socks. Sure. Looking up yeah, to yeah. him, basically, like he like became his hero. Um, so, how long does this go on for? Too long? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's probably like a five minute thing. Oh, that's good. I was yeah. worried it was like fifteen. <laughs> I, it, it it feels like longer, but I bet you it was about five. Because I also just kept like looking around because. Kobe Bryant came out and my boyfriend Brendan stood up and walked away because mm-hmm. <laughs> he yeah. was just like I'm not gonna sit here for this shit uh. and um, he walked 
<laughs> per per that's a classic Brendan McGowan. Mm-hmm. And um he walked past a guy and this guy was like where do you think you're going? And Brendan just like kept walking. <laughs> like, how dare you leave the president to speaking? <laughs> Take your hat off. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> so how does the crowd react post this? Did they like it? Uh, Did, tell me! Like, yeah, lot, yeah, they still keep doing the same thing. Yeah, okay. a lot of yells. There's polite applause with also just like, Lakers! Like okay. being yelled. Like people, they don't... Nobody was actually paying attention. I think I was maybe paying attention the most because <laughs> I don't know anything about him other than, you know, the trial. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was like, tell me, where are you going to reference? Uh, mm-hmm. Where Where does that fall in your poem? Yeah. Where's the verse about, you know, <laughs> when does When does the magical <laughs> eagle fly in representing <laughs> Eagle Colorado? Yeah, um, exactly. I was waiting for it. Didn't see it. Yeah. So then the poem ends and what does Kobe do? Uh, he just like goes over and like hugs John Williams, mm-hmm. and then they both like John Williams is a class act, by the way. John sure. Williams is very good about being like, give it up for him. He did all of this. Like he's <laughs> very humble, so he just kind of like pushes the applause towards yeah, other people. Because Kobe's so humble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Kobe is just like uh, just hanging out. Like mm-hmm. he, he like went, he left the stage. He came back out and waved again. Um, did then, they play Darth Vader's theme when did. he came on and off? <laughs> I truly yeah. wish they had. He's he definitely did. a Sith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like he came back out at one point at the end of um, uh, the Imperial March, um, oh. wa- waving a lightsaber. Oh, great! Because yeah. that is his theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did kind of come back out of just like, "Hey, I was here. Remember me?" Yeah. But I also like Star Wars. He's like yeah. waving yeah. his lightsaber around. I was like, "You didn't need to come back out. You didn't." We were done with your basketball shit. We're done. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the story of Kobe Bryant and Deer Basketball. Yeah. I, um, we have one more question yeah. for you, though. Because yeah. we have you here. Yes. You um, are a full house expert. I am. Uh, full house and fuller house also. Well, this is a fuller house question. Okay. It came out today. Okay. That uh, future, he hasn't played a game with the Lakers yet. But do you know who Lonzo Ball is? No. <laughs> oh shit. He's uh so he was like he was a high school star in Chino Hills. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a and, local boy. And he went yeah. to UCLA oh, and the Lakers okay. drafted him and mm. like he's like the Lakers savior. Oh, and he so has he's like gonna be great. He's they king. think, you know. Yeah, he's probably but gonna be a pretty good. What he's most famous for <laughs> okay. is he has a dad okay. who is crazy well he's like <laughs> he's like the, the uh, it's the first time we've really had like a straight up pageant mom be the oh, dad of an nba wait, player i have heard about this guy yeah, yeah. lavar ball is the dad's name and he has yes. three basketball sons lonzo leangelo <laughs> and Lamelo. these are my basketball yeah. sons <laughs> um they have they currently just aired a uh Started a reality show on Facebook mm-hmm. somehow. Don't know. Ball in the family. Yeah, Ball in the family because <laughs> their last name is Ball. They I... sell uh, luxury shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you can get a pair of Lonzo Ball shoes for five hundred dollars. So the opposite of a Stefan Marbury. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's yeah. a really yeah. I love those shoes. They were great. Yeah. <laughs> so who doesn't love a pair of Starberries? But yeah. anyway, they announced today <laughs> that Lonzo Ball is going to be on Fuller House. Uh, he's playing himself, by the way. They're not. This is not his first dramatic role, but it is his first, I believe, yeah. cameo role. Well, you know, this would not be their first uh, athlete on Fuller House. 
um, what's that? Hunter Giant Pence. Hunter, Pence. Pence. Hunter Pence, major part of season one of Fuller House. What was his, what was his role? He in was season Stephanie one? Tanner's... Stephanie Tanner. Mm-hmm. DJ Tanner. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't confuse the listeners. I'm sorry. There's <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> Tanner is a DJ whose name is DJ yeah. Tanner, and DJ's ex boyfriend Steve mm-hmm. dates a, a woman named CJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. There's okay. a lot happening. Yeah. In that sorry, show. I don't um, need to go down that road. No, no, no. I, I, I honestly, that could be the entire podcast. I literally could talk about <laughs> for hours. I believe that Fuller House is the Great Gatsby that we deserve. It's just a story about like trying to hold on to a past that never truly was as good as you thought it was. So, it's very fucking. Here's, <laughs> here's my main question yes. for you: Is uh. So Lonzo Ball's going to be the first basketball player on Fuller House. Probably also the first black character on Fuller House. I was looking at the guest stars. I don't think there's been an African-American guest star, at least. Yeah. Uh, how upset <laughs> should Kevin Love, Mike Love of the Beach Boys, professional basketball wow. playing nephew, be oh, that he's not man. the first basketball player on Fuller House? Yeah. Oh, that's a deep... That's a deep betrayal. Uh huh. That's a right? deep betrayal. <laughs> Damn. I guess Stamos's pool isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Wow. Clearly, that's a that's sad. <laughs> it's really sad because I think that that's I think so the funny. I was looking at the the other famous guest stars and mm-hmm. I believe the ranking in some order is Hunter Pence, yep, Hal Sparks, and New Kids on the Block. Yeah. And all five of them were not too good for Fuller House. Well. Uh, one of them was Skyped in. Oh, of the of the new kids on the block. <laughs> Which was that one? Donnie? Uh, I, I think it was. Donnie. It had to have been Donnie. Yeah, he was yeah. on the set of Blue Bloods. Like, <laughs> hey, I gotta go to my trailer and film this cameo real quick. Yeah, yeah and they're like, well, can we Skype you in from a Wahlburgers? And he's like, I don't know, I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he literally is like a, a Skyped in on a limousine screen at one point, and you're like. <laughs> Why couldn't they get that guy? Really? Really? They couldn't get that guy? This is Netflix money we're talking. I remember and Dennis I... Miller once called him a Harley Davidson in a moped band. <laughs> 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 All right. Almost makes me like Dennis Miller. Um, I can't wait to see this guy's cameo. I, I can't wait he... to see what he does. Uh, I'm going to ruin Lonzo Ball for you for okay. a second. Uh, one of the greatest tweets of the past four years was, I saw a tweet that said, Lonzo Ball looks like you asked a five-year-old to draw Drake. Wow. Yeah. And that is, you're never going to not be able to see that when you're watching Fuller House now. Oh, I can't wait. All right. And there's one last thing we do with every guest. Thank yeah. you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Randy. no problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad I finally have some basketball talk to bring. <laughs> we play a game okay. every week where we ask, what is a person doing right at this second? Okay. And the question I have for you. Oh, yeah. It goes to a Twitter vote. And then we we put a poll up on Twitter. The listeners decide who won. Yeah. Okay. And so my question for you, we'll start with Sean. We'll give you some time. Okay. okay. Uh, What is Joey from Fuller House, Dave Coulier doing right now? Now, so are we are we talking about the character of Joey? We are talking about the actor Dave Coulier. Yeah. Okay, great. I believe that Dave Coulier is listening to Jagged Little Pill mm-hmm. on headphones, <laughs> and he's in a in a movie theater having a sexual experience by himself. Got it. So I, he's okay. not, no one's going down on him in a theater, but he's, sure. Yeah. yeah. 
a little self-love in a theater. He's talking to Mr. Woodchuck, if you know oh. what I'm saying. <laughs> I want that to be the answer. <laughs> I think Dave Coulier is staring in a mirror mm-hmm. and screaming at himself to cut it out. <laughs> Just tears in his eyes. Cut it out! Cut it out! <laughs> He's talking about his heart. <laughs> Uh, I like to think that he's just having a silent lunch with, oh. <laughs> with his son. <laughs> I d- deeply want that. <laughs> oh, man. I deeply want him to just have a silent lunch with his son. Yeah. There's a point when like his son wants him to pass the salt or something, yeah. and Coulier just stares at him, and the kid just reaches over himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, if I say anything, then we have to start talking. It's weird if we then stop. So. Yeah, like awkwardly long table. and Yeah. 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 yeah that's like, that's what I, I hope for him every day, actually. Yeah. All right. <laughs> check check that poll out on Twitter, listeners, <laughs> Round Ball Rockers. We're on Twitter at Round Rock Pod. Uh, and vote for what you think Dave Coulier is doing right now. One last thing before you go, Brandy. Yeah. What would you like to plug? Oh. Uh, Picture this happens monthly in Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco. Uh, I'm a former picture this San Francisco host. You are. You yeah. are. And it, uh, we have a one that just launched in Philly, which is cool. Um, and then Lady to Lady, a weekly podcast. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit at Brandazzle. Um, and then I tour a lot, too. And uh, BrandyPosey.com is my website for all those dates. Sean, is there anything you would like to plug? Um at Sean Keen, check out the Everything Report three times a week on Instagram, and the business is every Monday at Little Joy in Echo Park in Los Angeles, California. Great lineups, uh, we're packing it out. So show up early. Um, and as for me, uh, you should watch the Everything Report, of course. But most importantly, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where on 3-12-2014, I tweeted, If I accidentally put a live scorpion in my mouth and chewed on it, am I going to die? Don't ask how that happened, but my tongue is numb. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Frankie, no. Uh, As always, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home. Dear basketball From the moment I started rolling my father's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in a great Western form, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. So I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.